Hello and welcome to Game Warp, and more importantly, welcome to our breakdown of E3 2021. I'm your host as always, Edward Jones, and joining me of course is my awesome co-host, Miss Kim Lowe. Hello. As we said, this is our E3 show. Um, this year was pretty similar to last year and kind of kind of like a little anticlimactic, I want to say. This again was a second year where everything was being done remotely, so that means there is no glitz, no glamour, no booth babes, no freebies, no being packed in a convention hall full of like thousands of sweaty people, and instead just being forced to watch everything remotely at home in your underwear with cereal. But hopefully, we managed to uh, to pick up some highlights uh, from the show because it was a real mixed bag to say the least. But um, Kim, I mean, what was your opening sort of thoughts on E3 this year was it a good show or a bad show for you I think it was kind of like you know down the middle there were definitely some good games but I mean for the most part it was depends what's conference right some conferences went the long term route so we saw a lot of games coming out for 2022 which means 2022 mm. may be a lot more things to anticipate and then 2021 some people did a lot more focus to it I think it was mostly Nintendo. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have a Nintendo Switch. What am I going to do? It was. It really was surprising. It's like Nintendo's normally like the conference where nothing ever really happens. And then they were like, oh, we're actually going to do something this year. And then Ubisoft, which we obviously kicked off with this year. And I was all high hopes because Ubisoft is normally a fun conference to do. And it was kind of a non-event. It was kind of like, oh, you know those games you bought already? You're going to get some updates. And that was it. We got a few new games. Um, so if we start with the Ubisoft uh, Forward 2021. Mm. Yeah. Uh, kicking things off, we had Rainbow Six Extraction, which I think really suffered because Back for Blood is coming out. And if you make anything that looks like Back for Blood, it's hard to really see it as being anything other than an attempt to cash in on the fact Back for Blood is coming out. I think, you know, I think it's hard because... because this year, it seems like that's what people are going for right now. Um, especially, I guess, because of the pandemic. And before the pandemic, we had a rise of co-op games. So everybody's trying to get on board. All the AAA studios are trying to get on board now. So Ubisoft had a really good thing because they had, you know, Rainbow Six Extraction come out. But then Back for Blood already had done a bunch of, you know, public beta, uh, private betas, I think. Um, private testing or something. Yeah. And then whatnot. And so a lot of people already have anticipation for it. So then you come up with, UB comes out with Rainbow Six Extraction, and then later we're going to talk about um, Bethesda, who comes out with Redfall. And you think about it and you're like, well, these are all fairly similar games set in a different backdrop. The only thing that makes Rainbow Six Extraction probably different is that it's not a four-player co-op. It can be single-player, and it can be up to three-players co-op. And the world is a bit different because you're battling aliens. And um, But also it's kind of harsh because if you die, then if you get captured, then you have to wait for your teammates to save you and your MIA until they save you. So I think that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit harsh. Like some of the things that are going on, I get it. But then what do you do while you're MIA? Do you watch other people try and come and save you and you freak out? <laughs> or you just sit there idling and, you know, like just twiddling your fingers, you know? <laughs> I think when it with the MIA characters, it's the fact that you you're gonna have all these operators from like the Rainbow Six Siege games, and um, if your if your character is like captured, then that character becomes unavailable until you do the rescue for them. 
So I think it, in that way, it's going to sort of whittle down your resources. But it's so hard. It's all right. They're going, oh, we've got all these different alien types. And you're just going, no, that's a clone of a boomer. That's a clone of a hunter. It's just like you're, all you're doing is basically giving me back for blood or left for dead. Uh, but you're just reskilling it and giving us aliens instead and just attaching the Rainbow Six name to it. So since Rainbow Six become an e became like an esports game, I've just really struggled to get into Rainbow Six entirely. And I don't think this is really going to sort of change anything anytime soon. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to... I would like to give it a chance, but then shooters are not really my forte. So, I mean, it's going to really see what's going to happen soon. But then, I mean, it is being released pretty quickly and one of, you know, the quicker games to come out <laughs> of a big studio. So, we'll, we'll we'll see how the reception is when it when it comes out in September. Falling in the footsteps of Just Dance, now we had Rocksmith Plus. Um, apparently Rocksmith has been going all this time and nobody's really bothered <laughs> to talk about it. I know. I was like, I was like, they were like, oh, this is, you know, the follow up. And I was like, follow up. When, when did you have, was, wasn't that Guitar Hero? <laughs> it's like 10 years ago, Rocksmith came out and it's sort of like, apparently it's been going all this time and just nobody's bothered to really say anything about it. Um, much like um, Just Dance Now, uh, this is basically going to be a mobile version of the game. So rather than having to have the console and all the other sort of gear, you're basically going to be able to do it all through your mobile, which is going to be great and uh, perfect if you're wanting to learn, you know, some electric guitar or acoustic guitar or bass. I'm definitely down. I'm just a little worried about the price tag because so far we don't know what the price tag of a monthly subscription is. Um, Normally they're not too bad. Yeah, when it, when I mean it, it would be good because you don't need to separately go and find your own sheet music or anything, and they teach you how to play the music. Like they teach you how to play the guitar, and um, it seems like it's a pretty, you know, a pretty decent sort of uh, way to learn. So, um, I mean, I have <laughs> I have an instrument that I do want to learn. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So it would be it would be interesting. I mean. Uh, if, if anyone is interested, which I already did, but uh, you can sign up for the closed beta at rocksmith.com slash beta. So we're going to, you know, gift, gift us with a little bit of you shredding soon in the coming months. <laughs> I think I have a long way to go. I'm, I am I am at like more, like less than basic knowledge. I know we, we played around with this a few months back when Little Nightmares 2 came out. There was a similar version, but for like piano uh, that we played around with and... <laughs> I, that's the only thing I've sort of done like this because I just haven't got the coordination for this. I mean, I suck at like rock band and all the rest of that. I'm okay at DJ Hero, um, but again, that's another sort. Of, with with um, Rocksmith, it's actual skills that transfer into, you know, real playing rather than just rhythm playing. Next up, we had Riders Republic, uh, which no, it's not steep too. So Ubisoft continuing the theme of giving us games that we want but kind of don't want. <laughs> I think, you know, when I was looking at this, I had this big, um, I was like, Steep 2? <laughs> like, it is so hard not to call it Steep 2, isn't it? <laughs> and then and then you think about it and you're like, that's the biggest issue I've been having lately with a lot of, call me an indie snob, if you will, with, with the AAA games, is that while there's the production value of everything, especially when you think about like Ubisoft is a really good example you kind of strip the model of Steep and then you pull it into the Crew 2 and then you pull it into Riders Republic. And then all of them are in the same 
engine style you know like everything functions the same way it's a big world you have many things you can do different forms of uh transportation or sports or whatever in one world and then you change it into a playground so it just depends whether you're going through a city or a hill or snow scene or that that sort of thing so, I mean, while I'm kind of like, okay, well, Riders Republic looks cool because it's not just in the snow, but then, I mean, it's the same, no? <laughs> it's still mm. extreme sports, just more varieties of extreme sport. Um, it's fun, you know? It's fun for, like, burst playing, things like this. Like, I do enjoy Steep, um, but I don't play it like, oh, let's, let's go hang out, friends, you know? I'll dial you up, Elwood, and I'll be like... Hey, let's go play some steep. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I don't know. I've, I've never thought about doing that. Yeah, because I mean, this is one of the two snowboarding games that we got coming out. Because there's the um, there's one on the Xbox as well, which we'll get to in, in a bit as well, which has very unfortunate title work. It seems like they really phoned in the title card for for that one, but no, Riders Republic. It looks okay. I mean, it's it, it is just basically as I say, it's hard not to call it steep too, because all that it's really adding is the fact you can do BMX and you can do rocket wingsuits. Mm. The rest of it seemed like oh, these are just like very steep too things like oh, I can snowboard or I can parasail. Um, yeah. Um, I can go and look at pretty landscapes. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It may it's, be it's, fun. A, it's a harmless game, I think. Like, in general, it's really to have fun. So, I mean, I'm all down for fun. It's just not something that has, like, a whole lot of, you know. <laughs> you go in, have some fun. That's it. You know, oh, today I missed snow. Let's go do some snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. You can go do that. Um, um, yeah, so moving on to, I guess, a little bit more exciting is Far Cry 6, which. Um, is, uh, oh, and Riders Republic is coming out September 2nd, <laughs> so that's coming soon. Um, but Far Cry 6 is definitely, I guess, something that people are more excited about, I guess. Um, I think it's... a lot of the excitement comes from the villain character, but it's very weird for Far Cry 6 because they only delivered a cinematic trailer, whereas in the Xbox conference they delivered gameplay. So, yeah, they really spread it out, didn't they? Over yeah, this, so I don't understand, because why would you not put it in your own conference, the gameplay, but then you're going to put it into someone else's conference? So um, I was a little weirded out. <laughs> I found it a bit odd that they did that, but, I mean, in the end, we did get some we did get some uh, gameplay of, of what's going on, which, to me, the trailer looked a lot like Far Cry 4, 5. It looks like the same through much every different Far Cry this game time you before. Can play a, you can have a rooster. Oh, so. you can have a you can have a little sausage dog which has got a its back legs in a in um one of those carriage things. Mm. Um, there's also a crocodile that you can have as a pet. Ah, okay. Um, and there's a, the whole mechan- the whole big selling point of this one is around um yeah we're playing the gorilla soldier and so you're gonna be able to make weapons out of various pieces of scrap and things that you find and um create some real sort of like just cause style chaos stuff like we saw like the rocket suit and we saw like the barrage suit and uh there's a cd player uh cd disc thrower thing as well and there's a flamethrower if you want to get like the deluxe one you can actually you actually get a flamethrower with it like for your like video game weapon collection which you can then just put on your mantle to gather dust and impress nobody 
Because that's the thing, you you always get like these statuettes and stuff, and you think, oh, it would really be such a talking point. And then when people come around your house, they never look at them. Unless you've got like a million rooms in your house, and you'd be like, oh, this is my weapon room. That's supposed to be kind of cool. But the most, surprisingly, the most exciting part of the Far Cry 6 presentation overall is the fact that with the DLCs, you're going to get to be able to go back and play the villains from mm. Far Cry 3 to 5. Um, and you're going to be basically going through their twisted psyche, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so I mean, the, that was the exciting part, really. Because I think that that's the main thing for me is because I'm I'm really like not familiar with the Far Cry franchise at all. Um, but I mean, when I was looking at that trailer, it kind of made me want to play it. Because <laughs> I always my biggest complaint about games is I always think villains are done really half-assed. <laughs> I don't know a better word. Yeah, they're weak in general. Whether it's you know when we talk about movies or games, I always have that same problem. I always think villains are a little bit you know not you know, lacking, right? They don't feel that threatening. When you have villains which are have like a twisted psyches, and you can see it from the the season pass trailer, which was done super well. I mean, I don't know any of these characters, but I want to know them more. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we always have Vaza from from Far Cry Four, which is actually kind of fun because he informed he was like the main villain of Far Cry Four, so now you actually get to enjoy him a bit more, and it's great as well the fact they're going to get the original voice actors back as well to do these characters which is uh obviously really great as well so there's uh that to enjoy we also got our first look at mario plus rabbits spark of hope uh the sequel to mario plus rabbits um kingdom battle um back on the switch so i'm excited for this in one way because i really loved that because it was basically just mario xcom and now the more I see this game, they seem to have screwed the gameplay up slightly because it doesn't seem to have that sort of same sort of uh, turn-based strategy that XCOM and that first game had. So I'm kind of on the fence with this one at the moment, but it is kind of nice the fact they're going for like the Super Mario Galaxy vibe mm. and the adding a few new Mario Rabbids or Nintendo Rabbids, should I say, yeah. um, which we saw in the trailer as well. So... Hopefully, it's as fun as the first game, because that was a real surprise and one of the few like must-have games for the Switch, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're the expert at this. I mean, for me, I know Mario, I know Rabbids, but I don't have a Nintendo Switch, so I haven't okay. played this before. Um, I take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, good. to me, it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool, though. I mean, I like things to... I, I always have a little... I'm always a little iffy when things move to, like a more complex type of like a bigger world because then what story you're trying to tell might change a little um especially when you add more factors in but i think it's just you know to me rabbits when i used to play rabbits it always felt like it was some silly fun it's the same for mario so i think it could be it could be pretty interesting um i i was also like i was looking at some of the gameplay about the the new elements and i don't know i mean sometimes you know, it's not broken. Why fix it? I don't. I don't understand. Because <laughs> this is Nintendo. Because they have to constantly screw around with things that work. Um, they 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 just tinker too much. Um, yeah. So, but um. Yeah. So talking of. Yeah. Go ahead. I was about to say talking of things that uh, and changes people didn't want. Uh, we got to have a look at Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, which is out next year. Uh, which is the tie-in game to the upcoming Avatar movies. Um, and it's going to be its own standalone story. And it's really quite impressive, the fact that you've got all this power of the next-gen consoles and you know all this uh, computing power, and you have a game which basically looks like it should be on the 360. 
This was so underwhelming. Um, I don't know. So. I mean, to be fair, this was just like a cinematic trailer, so I have nothing like super exciting to say about it. I always think gameplay is king. So whenever you deliver, I'm getting more and more like as we go through more, more like more years of these type of E3s, I start thinking cinematic trailers are really empty. Like you get an idea of the story and sometimes you don't even get that. And sometimes the graphics are not going to transfer to your end product. So I don't know. I mean, I've never been a big fan of Avatar on top of that. Like I watched the movie. I thought it was good. <laughs> but, I'm hearing this a lot this week. It's sort of like people are saying that they watched the movie, but they haven't watched it since. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's the main thing. Like I went to, I remember I went to the theaters to watch Avatar, and when it came yeah. out, I thought it was pretty decent. But then I've never had that urge to go back. Like it's not a world that I really love. I think it's interesting. It's unique in its own way. But mm. I don't know. I'm just. I just suddenly realized that I'm not such a big fan of Avatar, whereas, you know, the husband seems to be much more excited about, like, the movies coming out. Um, I'm I'm more like, I don't know, it's taken a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, I mean, it was cool in the sense that, you know, they're, they're working on this new thing, but, I mean, we all know what we want to see from Ubisoft, you know, maybe some skull and bones. It'd be nice uh, if we you know, saw something to do with Skull and Bones. That, or, you know, Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's been a while. You know, like, things like that. Like, projects that they've talked about before, but have kind of fallen into mm. the woodwork, and we don't know what's happened to them. You know, at least let me know if you're going to stop working on them. You know, like, that, that would be really nice, and I could stop anticipating something that's not going to happen and feeling disappointed every year. <laughs> It's it's weird as well, the, the strange mentality of these projects that just sort of like disappear. And at the back of your mind you're thinking, maybe Scalebound to come back. And it's like, no, that's the, that project got cancelled a while ago and nobody's said anything about it since. But the fact that these games are outstanding, you kind of hope that someone somewhere is working on Scalebound still. So. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You, you know, Scalebound was a pretty sweet idea on top of that. It was just, you know, it just never, it just fell through. What can we say, right? As I said, there was a bunch of updates. Uh, they also announced the Mythic Quest Season 2 for Apple TV. We got a clip of Werewolves Within, which is um, heading to On Demand in at the start of July. So, Yeah, you can watch it in theaters on June 25th. I don't know where, but <laughs> you can look that up. <laughs> I don't know where, honestly. Um, I mean, theaters are open here now, I think, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, obviously, the most exciting part about Mythic Quest, uh, at least for myself, is the fact that we got to see um, we got to see Ashley Birch um, in it, which is exciting because she's obviously the star of so many of our favorite games. So mm. it's fun to see her doing more acting roles now. It's um, it's kind of like when you see Dan Castanella um, do acting roles on top of like doing every voice on The Simpsons. <laughs> Like he was in Star, he did a really great episode of uh, Stargate SG One. Where he was like playing a barber who kept having like flashes of what the missions the Stargate um, SG One team were going on, and he was like writing it as short stories, and everyone thought he was like losing his mind. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, after the underwhelming opening for Ubisoft, we went into Devolver. Um, this was a more sort of indie side of things. You know, I I mean for sure. I think I think Devolver <laughs> Devolver is always fun because they they always have a big skit and a big like 
acting thing which goes on where this year was it was called Devolver Max Pass or Max Pass Plus, which was I guess it was kind of mocking a bit of, of, of all these like subscription services and all that stuff and they were like, Oh, how to bank money and they had a whole thing which was I always find a, a bit entertaining. Um even though it's sometimes a bit <laughs> over the top in general. Um, but, I mean, Devolver is really a publisher, right? So they, or the main focus is publishing. So they, they have a lot of, you know, indie games that kind of sneak in. <laughs> and this year, I think, I've, I haven't heard of any of the games that they've, they, uh, they announced. But, I mean, last year they did, they did announce Carry On, which I ended up liking, so... <laughs> Carrion was fun. It was um, basically the game that Inside hinted at and then um, allowed you to finally play. <laughs> that, that's yeah. why that's why I took away from from Carrion. The only downside to Carrion was that it was some really awful flashback levels where you just basically forced to walk around mm-hmm. <laughs> um, locations and you're like, no, I just want to get back to being like the monster. <laughs> this is slowing things down here but no carrying was great it's um, especially good if you've got a switch it's a good one to sort of pick up and play and i think that Devolver constantly surprised me with the things that they 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 come out with at times so they're always a studio worth checking out so yeah for sure i mean so kicking off for devolver was trek to yomi which is coming in 2022 um it's more i think it's fairly pretty much like a japanese samurai game um, in black and white, side scroller, which which is you know a very kind of like simple game compared to the recent samurai or Japanese samurai or fighting games that we've seen lately. I mean, you know, you have Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. And then you have Sekiro and all those things, and those games are much more complex. I feel, but I think something like this is is you know great for people like me who you know I can't do Souls like games to save my life. Um, I probably could. I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> you know, fighting same... a boss for ten hours doesn't sound like a fun time. So, <laughs> at the same time, this is a really cinematic-looking game. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's obviously shot in black and white, so it's obviously got that sort of classic uh, samurai feel to it, and then yes. you've got some really interesting sort of set sequences. So, while it's a smaller game in, in scale, what it's doing, it's doing very well, and I love mm. the fact that when you look at some of these sort of sequences and it's like, you're watching silhouettes fight, and you have those big blood spurts. Yeah. Um, I think it looks really cool, and there's another scene where we have our lead hero facing off against one of the boss characters, and it's like a burning village background. Yeah. Um, it kind of, in many ways, it takes me back to like the old, um, the old arcade games when you like used to play the Neo Geo games and um, those side-scrolling beat 'em ups. They had those really cool sort of backgrounds to it, and yeah. I think uh, Yomi sort of taps into a similar sort of vibe, but obviously giving us that uh, samurai uh, kick of the world. So that that'd be a fun one, especially if uh, it's on Switch, because I. I think there, there was a thing with the Devolver one. It was all like I was looking and going, oh, God, I really want to get all these to the Switch now. So <laughs> um, saying that, I probably used to have fun on like one of the big consoles as well with these games because we had fun with like um, uh, Catan Zero as well, and that was sort of like a very portable game as well. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, but I think this one is only on new generation consoles and PC, so I'm not sure whether it's going to be in other stuff but i i mean there's still we'll lots see. of time for it we'll we'll see when when the when we get around to it 
Um, so after this one was um, Phantom Abyss, which has a Steam early access on June 22nd. Um, basically, Phantom Abyss is a multiplayer game, <laughs> but, but not really. <laughs> um, so basically, Phantom Abyss, I think the main... It's kind of like an Indiana Jones game where you do a lot of, I feel like, a lot of trial and error. But then you're kind of like trekking... You're, you're competing against other people who have died, pretty much. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, very much like Mirror's Edge, but at the same time, you got, you're you chasing other people's ghosts. Yeah. So it's obviously got the ghost effects there. And yeah, we've got those, obviously, the Indiana Jones vibes there. We've got the... Um, it reminds me of that, um, that old mobile game, the one where you're on the, running away from the giant monkey. Running away from the giant monkey. You, you you're like running constantly. It's like a no. Okay. Ghost Runner uh, was the only no, one that was running. No, it was... Um, monkey, but it's not a monkey that chases you in that one. So no, there's there's there was one where it was all like you had to you were just like running and you had to get your character to jump and you were like collecting coins and stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> it does look it does look uh, look good. I mean, this one's actually one of the few games actually coming out pretty soon. This is on June twenty second, um, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see how this one one plays. But um, well, I mean, I mean, it's still an early access, so I feel like there's there's definitely going to be a lot of improvement in in the terms in terms of like how it's going to play out. Because I really think like in concept, it sounds fun. But I've also played a game before that sounds like this one, and it was not fun. Like, I had massive, like, nausea playing it, like, motion sickness from the first-person action not being, you know, done really well. So, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit not sure when it comes to these, like, very fast pace and then you're like one by one and then you i mean this this kind of leads to another game that uh, another indie game that i've been that's going to be coming out soon <laughs> so I, i'm not sure whether i think we're going to end up talking about it maybe later i'm not sure okay was, um next up we had wizard with a gun two things that don't normally go together <laughs> um yeah, but Wizard with a Gun is pretty interesting. It's a sandbox survival game, which uh, looks a lot like Don't Starve. Yeah, it's uh, very much the same. It's a similar sort of uh, how do we describe this sort of hand drawn sort of sprite there? But yeah, I can definitely see. You can look at this and think, oh yeah, this is definitely like Don't Starve. Yes. Um. So I think that 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 that's uh, certainly going to be a big draw. But no, this one looks fun. Yeah. Um. You're running around looking, playing as these like wizard style cats that look like um. VV from Final Fantasy, mm. um, which is something else. Again, I miss about the E3 when we don't have people there. We don't get to see people like dressed up as VV from Final <laughs> Fantasy, even though like games like been out for like years. There's always someone dressed up as those bloody Jawa looking things. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what the lasting appeal of VV is, but it's just whenever we have whenever there's a chance for someone to dress up it seems to be like a go-to sort of costume so yeah well i you know going back to wizard with a gun i think it's it, i think it's really i think it's really great that you know someone's making this and at the same time i mean while while you know like while we we talk about you know like oh it might be similar to don't starve but 
Don't Starve is a pretty good game, too. I mean, they've been updating constantly over the years. Every single year, they have updates. And um, if, if, you know, Wizard with a Gun has that same kind of legs, it's going to be really fun to play. I mean, those games are great to have with friends, you know, when you're surviving. And on top of that, you add magic, crafting, building. Um, it's definitely a different angle, and it's a different, like, it has a different draw to it. Yeah. Well, this one's um, going to be coming out on uh, Switch and PC. See, it's plenty to. If you're on a Switch this year, I have to say it's going to be a really good year. I'm just going to like just say that now. There's there's plenty to enjoy on your Switch this year. <laughs> um, you can finally dust it off because you've probably just only been playing like Mario Kart or. Because <laughs> let's face it, we've not had anyone to, to come around your house and play like Mario Party with and. Yeah. You know, well, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. Suck, I think everybody's so. gonna slowly get back to normal soon, so we'll we'll, we'll definitely see. Yeah, that kids, you gotta go and socialize with people again. <laughs> um. Uh, next up, we had in in Crypticon. Inscription. In, sorry, we had inscription with a Y. <laughs> inscription with a Y. <laughs> of course, it's like it's like that uh, period when like it was like everything was extreme with an X. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think I think what's really great about Inscription is that um, I don't know if you played Pony Island, but uh, I I've, I've definitely played a little bit of it, and it's uh, it's from the creators of Pony Island and the Hex, which the Hex I haven't played, so I don't know. Um, it's it's it has this kind of horror element to it, and in this time they're diving into kind of like. Uh, deck building and roguelike and it has a bit of a board game it has inked art like inked art style there's a bit of escape room um a bit of psychological horror so a little bit of everything i think it's a bit of a crazy mix i think um, i just saw a lot of things being thrown at the wall with this game yeah i'm just gonna say that now because it's so like first off it was like oh we're gonna do the card elements and i'm i'm awful whenever we have these like fantasy card games i always struggle to follow up and then yeah. it was all like oh you're gonna have escape rooms elements you can have all these other things and it's all like we just we just pick one thing to do here please so but you know that's the thing is i feel like um because i've played pony island i feel that it's a little bit uh interesting because it's Pony Island was this really random type of concept. And then when you start playing it, the horror elements start coming out slowly. Granted, it's not like, oh, you know, get super scared type of horror. But I think that that's something that's really good is that there was a bit of... Um, I really like it when there's like a bit of genre bending right now, like blending. Just so that, you know, you can see what new things you can create. Um, I'm a little iffy <laughs> on the whole idea of how many things to add together but i do enjoy deck building once in a while and i am a big fan of like escape room puzzles in in games um especially like if it's executed similar to you know the room or something like that then um i'm i'm, I'm you know i'm fairly on board with this one i can't I can't say if I'm... I don't know how the execution is going to be. I'm a little bit worried about that. But overall, I think it's it's something that I'm looking forward to. Over there with a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, they also mentioned Death Store, which is out on July 20th. 
uh, Dvorah's Tumble Time, which is uh, out at some point this year. And next year, they've also got Demon Frostle as well, which will be a Nintendo Switch physical exclusive. Um, that takes us on to Gearbox, which was basically um, a lot of people hanging around the set of Borderlands. <laughs> well, you waited. For, you were waiting for something to happen. And it just didn't. You know, I kind of uh, wish they had Jack Black there. At least it would have been entertaining. <laughs> yeah, you can see that Kevin Hart has been working out. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we. That's what we got to take away here. Um, so good for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, we didn't even get to um, see see Jamie Lee Curtis, mm. who's. Um, making them who who seems to just be making a habit of just leaking things from the set she's working on at the minute so <laughs> but um i'm excited the fact Jamie Lee Curtis is involved because she is a big gamer um she's more she was more just um world of warcraft because i know she she turned up as well to the world of warcraft premiere dressed as an orc mage um and she's done she's done numerous bits on world of warcraft so it's kind of fun the fact she's turned up in a borderlands film so but um yeah the film is going to have jack black as rat trap you're going to see kate blanchett as siren um and yeah i'm kind of excited to see it i don't know it's hard to really say at this point because we've not seen any footage at all um although we did get a reveal for tiny tina's wonderlands which is an expansion, really, of the old uh, Borderlands 2 DLC, Tiny Tina, um, which um, starred Ashley Birch as Tiny Tina and brought a Dungeons & Dragons element to Borderlands and just, like, really just... was just a really funny DLC uh, to play through. So I'm really excited to see see that. And it's got a really stacked cast as well. I mean, you've got Adam Sandberg, you've got Wanda Sykes, you've got... Um, Will Arnett. Mm. So it's a really exciting uh, voice cast that they've got in there. So I'm really excited to see this, even though it was just a uh, theatrical trailer. But um, yeah, I mean, it's... but Tiny, you know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands looks really interesting. I mean, um, when you add it into the fantasy world that they're in with dragons and stuff, I think that the whole it could be it could be a really fun time for sure. And I, and I'm a big fan of you know the Borderlands world, even if it's not in the 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 typical one and this is more of like a standalone uh, spin-off i guess i don't know expansion i don't know what you call it yeah it's just basically expanding on the dlc there so yeah um so i mean i don't know what else to talk about for gearbox i mean they're also releasing tribes of midgard which i didn't even know that they ended up that they they're publishing this one cuz i've seen tribes of midgard at like maybe Two years of Comic-Con at uh, Montreal Comic-Con in the indie section. I wasn't aware that they had gotten <laughs> they had gotten publishing from Gearbox. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, okay, well, I mean, uh, Tribes of Midgard, what can we say? It's coming out in July 27th. Um, it's a co-op. It's a single player or best played as a co-op for up to 10 players um, survival role-playing game in a Viking world. So, you know, just like most survival role-playing games, you gotta build, you gotta collect resources, you gotta probably fight, you have to fight giants. (laughs) Um, 
And then you have to defend, basically. That, that, that's the game. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it better. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. It looked like League of Legends, but we've added giants. So, yeah. Yeah. You, so, ba- you base build and then things come along and screw things up. And Yeah, yeah. pretty I much. D- I mean, I they're, just... they're saying that, you know, the in the trailer, they kept saying they were saying that the giants come every few days or something. So you have to really work on the defense and then, um, you know, like your, 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 I guess, uh, you're just how you defend your own village. And then if they destroy you, then you got to start over again, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, Gearbox also talked about Godfall, which is coming to PlayStation 4 um, in August 2021. <laughs> And an expansion for of Fire and Darkness because Godfall was originally released on PlayStation Five exclusively, <laughs> and I guess that didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't help the fact that no one can get a PlayStation Five. I think that's that's always going to be a, a big flaw in your marketing plan, really, when you hinge everything on a console that nobody can get. Pretty much, right? Even now, getting a PlayStation 5 is a huge challenge. Well, yeah. Um, I've seen various bits and pieces where they're, they're basically getting kind of pissed at all these scalpers who are just, like, buying consoles and then just, like, putting them up for inflated prices. Because it's kind of a unique a unique uh, change, of, change of tone, really, because normally when it comes to the scalper thing, they don't really tend to care because they're, they're selling... T- tickets or whatever they're selling product mm. um and that's obviously generating them them cash they don't care about the resale value but this time it's sort of like the fact that nobody the actual gamers can't get hold of the equipment to play the game which is always having a knock-on effect with everything else that comes out so yeah so yeah it's uh it's weird that we've had these these two big new generation consoles come out and this has been so little excitement and fanfare, and I think this is this. I think this is always going to be a problem. The fact that it's not enough of a leap from the last one um, to really sort of justify everyone spending. And plus, there's not been the big launch title really that everybody sort of wants to get hold of. Well, I um, I, I would argue. I mean, I would I would argue otherwise for PlayStation Five, and okay. but because both of these consoles are supposed to, if you look at the hardware of, of the whole thing, it's pretty much compared to if you had a really powerful PC. Mm. Um, so the graphics and, and that sort of thing, the processing power, all that is very comparable to if you had a really strong gaming PC. The only thing is, my biggest thing is that, say if you were a streamer or whatever, um, getting a PlayStation you want to remain a console, um, then then the streaming element of these things need to compare to it, be able to you know match up to... You know, the flexibility of being able to stream on, say, a PC or something. But, I mean, if you solely think think about games, there are a lot, like, in this that's coming out. Like, in this, these few conferences, a lot of stuff now, most of them are announced for a new generation. But we're still going through that overlap of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. I think the main marketing idea is that, well, right now people can't seem to be able to get a PlayStation 5. So no matter, even if you're willing to fork out the money, you just can't, you just can't seem to get your hands on one. Um, and, and that's probably the worst part. And it, it's quite detrimental for games that are coming out, you know? I mean, there are some 
really good titles coming out. Um, I mean, or, or that did come out. You know, you have Miles Morales that came out, and then you have um, Demon Souls, and then you have some, you know, uh, some other titles. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head right now because I'm not focused on PlayStation Five. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, and then especially when you have Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy remake 7 remake integrate which is going to be PlayStation 5 exclusive which is I have very very angry terms in that in that whole <laughs> scenario towards this <laughs> it's it's, it's, I don't know what it is with this last few generations of console there's always been something go wrong it's like 360 comes out red ring of death and then we have the PlayStation we have the um, Xbox one comes out and we put a bunch of stupid rules on it like you won't be able to trade games and it's going to have to be switched on all the time and then they got tore a new one by playstation 4 and then we get on to this new generation and now the curse is oh we just can't get hold of them it's <laughs> um it's just we can't ever seem to launch anything at the minute without something going wrong um, well, well we'll just have to see how it pans out because i mean the demand is there. Um, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> the PlayStation has to think of something. Some way that people are able to buy this, right? Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't. But, yeah, I mean, moving on. Um, that was pretty much the end of day one. Um, pretty pretty much overall lackluster, I guess. Um, and then it we was... had into day two, which was a big day because we had Xbox and Bethesda, we had Square Enix, we had PC Gaming Show, and we had Future Game Show. Um, but let's just face it, PC Gaming Show and Future Game Show is super long, so we're not going to be doing that today. We're looking at the more popular studios. Um, so jumping into Xbox and Bethesda... Yeah, um, Xbox and Bethesda now obviously joined forces, and as such, they gave us this Vulture and S conference. So rather than the two separate conferences, we got them joining to make one super conference, and I think this really delivered. I really it was it was very exciting. At the same time, you've now got to accept the fact that your gaming calendar is not just covered for this year, but going into twenty twenty two as well. So there's a lot of titles that come out and it's sort of like, oh yeah, going to be in November 2022, uh, which was certainly the case with Starfield, which kicked it off, which is going, from what we've heard, is going to be Skyrim in space. Um, we only got a cinematic trailer, but people were really super excited about this. It, I don't know, it was like this Pavlonian dog experience, the fact that you say Skyrim to certain people and they just get really excited by it. But um, no, Starfield um, is out november next year so you know i mean i i think i think you know i don't know what to make of starfield to be to be honest it's really just a teaser trailer it was too short to really make out anything that's um too concrete i guess but the concept is nice i guess <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah i mean we still have over a year and i think that by the time we get to e3 next year they'll have something much more concrete to, to show yeah. I, I think that's the main thing is you know our main you know you can anticipate this for next year hopefully um, that they'll have something a little more fleshed out um, but you know I just have one point you know just talking about how people are excited or not excited about this whole thing I think on one hand 
Xbox getting Bethesda or Xenomax in general is huge because now they can go on to being something that maybe some people don't like as much as that a lot of these Bethesda Arcane Studio games coming out have now become Xbox exclusives. So it gives a lot more power to Xbox owners. Um, and at the same time, it makes your Xbox Game Pass have so much more worth <laughs> because you're playing these fantastic games on day one, right? That's right. And I mean, obviously this new deal that they've they've worked out for themselves has also meant that in a bunch of Bethesda and ID games got added to game pass as part of the free conference so we've seen things like rage and doom and doom eternal going across which is really great um super excited about uh that and yeah it it was so many of these trailers where it's sort of like day one game pass and it was just like driving home the fact that these games are going to be like day one game pass uh, yeah, so. no. I think they were saying they announced thirty titles. I didn't count. Okay, so don't don't take my word for it. But it's thirty titles, I think, and like twenty seven of them were day one access. I think. Mm. So it was it was quite a good like. It's a it's pretty good overall to to see that being the case. I mean, I am a fairly new Xbox Game Pass subscriber, but <laughs> I'm pretty happy about it overall. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we had Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. If you're an old-school PC player, you will no doubt be familiar with Stalker already, uh, based on the book Roadside Picnic, which has also turned into the film Stalker, which um, is nothing like the game. <laughs> um, I warn you that much, it's 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 Russian cinema. It's very heavy. Uh, but yeah, this one's set for release on the Series X and the PC. Really tapping into those Metro vibes, so... Um, post-apocalyptic russia so we're gonna have characters speaking in russian which is gonna be great and uh yeah it's um it's funny because you look at it and there's so many if you play the original stalker games there's a real pang and nostalgia and at the same time you can see that it's obviously had the overhaul because it's got a lot more power behind it but certainly looks uh looks really 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 cool so a lot of excitement for that one as well yep but and, uh yeah and that one's coming out april 28 2022 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and then moving along, it's the Back for Blood, which is, you know, uh, we talked about that before. <laughs> we were talking about Extraction earlier, uh, which is coming out October 12th. So, yep. is that coming out after Extraction? I can't remember anymore. What was Extraction's? Uh, I think Extraction was September, no? Yes, Extraction's in September. So, yeah, yeah you get Extraction before Back for Blood. Uh, but I feel like yeah. Back for Blood has really been like working on, you know, we already mentioned it before um, that that you know the it's already had some public oh public private like 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 beta testing and stuff. Yeah. So it's been you know. <laughs> I think the thing with Back for Blood, I mean, it's essentially just left for dev free. No matter what they want to call it, it everyone's just essentially going into this expecting mm-hmm. left for dev free because it's the same studio that worked on it originally, but they're obviously free from Valve now. Um, and it's a brand new studio that um, the development team set up to create this game. They've also added on a few new tweaks as well, such as enhancements for characters. We've had new uh, zombie types. We've had new weapon types. It's just a lot of uh, new features in a very familiar shell. So um, I think expectations are really high for this one, and the fact it's also going to be a day one Game Pass release is really going to help it as well, especially for that multiplayer aspect as well. So... 
but uh yeah well in october yeah um and you know talking about multiplayer games uh the next announcement was for a new free story uh for sea of thieves which is going to be out june 22nd uh fairly soon called a pirate's life and it is a crossover with pirates of the caribbean i don't know have you been playing have you played sea of thieves no 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 no, no, okay. I, I never. I've not played Sea of Thieves since it since it came out. It just didn't. Uh, it never appealed to me. And the fact that I'm sure that like the free people still excited by the Pirates of the Caribbean are going to be really thrilled by this this crossover. Um, although it's a really weird move seeing how Johnny Depp's stock is at an all time low at the moment, um, since they they just recently recast him from the um, new Harry Potter film. Which is oh, like yeah. the third time that character's been recast now, so. Because <laughs> originally it was uh, Colin Farrell who was like the fake face for Johnny Depp's true form. And now he's going to be replaced by Matt Michelson. Oh, okay. Um, so. But yeah, as I said, uh, if you wanted to play Sea of Freeze with a part of the Caribbean twist, that's coming out for you, so. Very soon, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after that was Battlefield 2042. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I like Battlefield overall as the, as a concept and that sort of thing, but it, it you know, it's a big, it's a big, it's a basically a big multiplayer of war. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this 128 time, players. Um, yeah, 128. I think before was how much? I think, uh, when it was Battlefield, I forgot what Battlefield 5 is, but I, Battlefield 1 was, I think, less than 100, right? It was like 60-something? 62? Something. It was about that. It's, but yeah. yeah, 128 players, and this time it's going to be have environmental um, effects such as sandstorms and tornadoes. Yeah. So it's never changing battlefield that you're going to be placing through. So yeah. I don't know. If you like these sort of... If you like that, then that's going to be great because it's yeah. going, not going to have a campaign, which sucks. But, um, yeah, you know, if yeah. you like the battlefield games, you're going to be excited for this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they added zip lines and skydiving also, so it's um it's interesting. I I honestly think that it's going to have a bigger, you know, focus when it comes to EA Play, which, you know, decided that they didn't want to do it this time and they wanted to do it next month. So, what can we say? I mean, <laughs> we'll still cover it, but <laughs> not 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 so in depth probably. Um, you know, following following that is uh, you know, some indie games, I would say. Uh, although with the cast is twelve minutes considered indie? Yes, <laughs> <know>. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, twelve minutes is a day one Game Pass uh, release um, on August nineteenth, which is really soon. Um, they've been talking about it for the past two E threes, I would say, and we haven't really known anything other than the fact that it's a time loop. Uh, but this time, you know, we're, we're, there's some real star power behind this uh, in terms of voice acting. You know, we have James McAvoy, we have Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I've been looking forward to this the moment that they said time loop I was in. So, um, time loop thriller is, is something that I definitely love. So, I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really down for this. Like, I'm probably going to download it for first day and then uh, and then start playing it yeah it's uh, as i said that 12 minute time loop is an intriguing concept for a game so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out 
Um, equally exciting was Somerville, which is mm. out next year. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of you have been obviously thinking about when Playdead's going to release the next game. And uh, yeah, it's from a new company called Jumpship, founded by Playdead founder Dino Patty. And it's got a very, sort again, it's got that stylish, stylish atmosphere and art style. Um, and it's going to have a family trying for a post-apocalyptic world. This one, um, like a lot of the, the Playdate games, you're not sure what's going on, but it looks really cool. And there's a lot of similar sort of style to the uh, both Inside and Limbo. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely looks a lot more like Inside, to me oh, at yeah. least. Um, but it's really interesting because Playdate, I feel like when we saw that screenshot of the new project they were working on, it looked a lot like Somerville. So I wonder what happened to Playdead. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm equally on, on board with this one. Um, yeah, I mean, this... Somerville, like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of faith to put into these games. Um, because the concept that they draw, and I guess the mystery is the mystery of what you're going to be seeing and playing and what twists he's going to pull is going to be so interesting to see. Um, obviously this is, uh, next year's release, but I mean, you gotta spread out these exciting things a little bit, right? You can't be like, oh, this year we have 12 minutes and the next year we're gonna have, you know, <laughs> and then right away we're gonna have Somerville, right? So, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it looks exciting. Um, maybe we have to get Greg back, because, <laughs> to, to talk about this, um, but... Uh, from there, we got another big title with the announcement of Halo Infinite, which I was saying to you when it was like shown that the opening cinematic of this one just reminded me so much of like the opening cinematic for Halo 4 when they did the trailer for that. But, you know, we got a new Blue Lady to be excited about because Cortina has apparently been deleted. <laughs> so whether she's going to be back in it or not, I'm not sure. But we saw the return of Master Chief. Then uh, we got... A whole bunch of really extravagant multiplayer gameplay, which I don't know. Whenever they show like the multiplayer gameplay, and it's always like really cinematic, and it's never going to be like that when you play when you play it. They might as well just show like some guy teabagging someone else's corpse. That's all we we can expect from it. That would have probably sold me more than this. Like, oh, we're going to have these epic like things. It's like you know what it's going to be. There's a bunch of people jumping around like throwing space hoppers. Um, and shooting each other and then just teabagging each other because that's what Halo is. <laughs> don't don't lie to us here. We know what we're getting. Um, I think anybody who plays multiplayer games knows they're a decent amount. The 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 crowd that's playing this and what's going to happen because all uh, all of these things happen for any multiplayer games, no matter big or small, no matter how many people are on this map. It's going to all be the same type of thing. It's going to be the same type of nonsense that will happen. And yeah. Then, you know, just, I mean, just show us that. Just, <laughs> all you need to do, don't show us anything else. Just show like someone's sprite teabagging another sprite, and then just have Halo Infinite and then release date. That would have been the <laughs> selling point. I mean, the fact it's been so long since we've had a Halo game, I think it's it, you don't really need to put a lot of effort into selling it. It's a main staple of the Xbox, and we got a new mm. console to shift. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Someone who should have put more time and effort into their title card, though, is Shredder. <laughs> this is what you meant when you were saying Riders Republic, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this is what happens when you, like, let eight-year-olds do your title cards. It looks like it's been done in MS Paint. 
the game itself looks cool. I have to say, it's um, it's always nice to have a new snowboarding game. Um, I would wish that someone would work on a snowboarding franchise. Like, you know, give us Deep 2 or just like focus on this rather than us constantly feel like we're starting a new franchise every time every time a new snowboarding game comes out but but no shredders is gonna be another day one game pass exclusive so uh you can all look forward to this and in time for christmas as well because it's gonna be out in december so rather fitting unless you like live somewhere like canada where it sort of snows all the time so <laughs> then the appeal is less, right? Is that it? Yeah, it's so like, <laughs> oh, great. And I'm, I'm, snow sure, I'm sure this year when no one could go anywhere to ski, it was quite the appeal. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so following that is uh, Replaced, which is a sci-fi retro futuristic action platformer. Man, a mouthful. Um, yeah, I mean, this one looks pretty decent, too. Uh, I... I don't remember a lot of the trailer right now, but it's <laughs> basically yeah, you're going to play an artificial intelligence that finds itself trapped in a human body, so you're on the run. Um, it's a debut from Sad Cat Studios, who teamed up with Cake Bash creators Coat Sink. I don't know if you ever played Coat Cake, uh, Cake Bash. It was, Sounds um, familiar. Basically, a game where you play, you play these cakes and you just bash them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so it's a kind of a change of pace for them, especially. But, um, no, this one looked good. I mean, the fact that you're going to have both weapons and hand to hand combat, and it's got a really nice pixel art mm. style as well, which I don't know about. Pic- yeah. I think the world, I think I remember the world was really, really nice. Um, when you, when you look at the, the, the setting of Phoenix City, and it's like this futuristic type of city, um, it, it, Definitely yeah, looks it's kind really of like an alternate uh, 1980s world. So it expects a lot of neon. Mm. Um, yeah. More futuristic worlds. We have the Outer Worlds 2. Uh, I still haven't played Outer Worlds 1, but there's a lot of people who like it. So. Yeah, I've heard really great things about Outer Worlds. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> honestly, this was like, you know, when you talk about... <laughs> When you're talking about Halo, how we should have, like, just teabagging scenes, I liked Outer Worlds, too, because the trailer itself, super down-to-earth. The pretty much are saying, we got really nothing. <laughs> this is just, this is all just to ch- lure you into this thing where we only have a title for and we haven't really started development other than that. <laughs> you know, the honesty, very, very, uh, very, very Definitely refreshing. so. Um, of course, we have the latest addition to Forza. We have uh, Forza Horizon 5, so no doubt that's where yeah. we're going to lose. Yeah, you're going to go. You're moving from UK yep. to Mexico. So we get some sunshine for a change. Um, I suppose this is where <laughs> we're going to lose the stunt game for like, um, the next few yeah. months when this comes out. I doubt it. It's, you're probably going to lose me <laughs> because I'm really into this stuff. Um, I've actually been wanting to, ever since I uh, got back the Game Pass, I've been wanting okay. to jump back into Forza Horizon 4. So, <laughs> yeah. It's been it's something that's on my mind, but then, you know, all these things started popping up on the Game Pass. and you just It's going to be interesting track. to see what this one brings, because obviously with Forza Horizon, <laughs> yeah. uh, Forza Horizon 4, we had the change in seasons, which was uh, which was really great. And obviously this time we're in Mexico, yeah. where they don't really have 
the sort of changing seasons that we do in the UK. But there's going to be volcanoes and beaches and cityscapes, so there's plenty of uh, fun areas to explore in this new playground. So, and... yeah, and well, they have a campaign mode also, so it'll be it'll be interesting to check it out and see, you know, what what there is. I mean, Forza Horizon in general, I think the I mean, I've only played four before, but. Um, I thought it was pretty good overall. I think it's a it's a fun world to be in. Um, so, uh, considering it seems like they've done a lot of changes, even more changes to the visuals, it's going to be interesting um, to to check it out. I mean, plus, I mean, for uh, like for you at least, it's not you know like no, the familiar they, UK. We landscape. said that. You go I mean, to Mexico it was like, and you know, well, yeah, it's you the UK, but it was Scotland. <laughs> uh, last time, so it's not like familiar to myself because I'm like right <laughs> the other end of the country. I'm like down in Portsmouth, um, but you no, know, it was it was fun. I enjoyed uh, the Horizon Four, but then again, I've enjoyed mm. all the Horizon games. I think they're a lot more fun than just the normal Forza games. They're not as restrictive, and um, I certainly had a lot of fun fun with it. So I'm probably gonna have a lot of fun with Forza yeah. Horizon Five. And again, day one release Game Pass. So uh, yeah, um, I mean. I mean, with this one, they also talked about that, you know, we can play this while they're working on Forza Motorsport, the next one. So, uh, probably we'll see more of that next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, wrapping this one, this uh, this showcase up was Redfall, which I had mentioned before when we were talking about Extraction. And this is pretty much kind of um, the same type of concept <laughs> of a four-player co-op with vampires. Um, and it's developed by Arcane Studios, which is definitely very promising. Um, but hey, it's an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, it's another cinematic trailer. We're not sure where exactly what's going on with this one. So um, maybe this is going to be the year where it's just all co-op shooters yeah. as we go into 2022. Yeah, and then, and then from now on, we'll have to change to, uh, to, to, to instead of recording, we're going to yeah. go do uh, co-op seeing streams. Seeing as we still haven't got, <laughs> got together to do Get Out, I'm really not told that hope at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So A way out. <laughs> uh, or It Takes Two. or um, There was obviously other games yeah. featured, because this is a really stacked showcase, so you can go and check it out on YouTube now, the whole hour and a half uh, showcase that we got. But a lot of cinematic trailers, a lot of stuff in there as well. Uh, yeah. We had things such as like Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is like the yeah. more comedic spin-off to the, the Yakuza series. Um, Fallout 76 updates. They're determined to convince us someone's playing that game, but I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if it's on there for free, I mean, you can always jump in and see. They, Maybe they've you'll end been up into an fixing this world, game for um, at least two years now since it came out. It came out broken as all hell, and they find I mean, yeah. they've slowly been fixing it. Yeah. So I've heard that it's at least playable now. Um, yeah. But it's going to take a Just, while, I think, to redeem themselves and bring people back in. I think, you know, I mean, think about it. Um, what was that other game? Uh, what was it? Oh, crap. I'm having a brain fart. What was that game that had problems with it, too? No idea. Okay. It's from Hello Games. I just want them to cut the, the losses and just give us fall, uh, Fallout 5. Oh, yeah, No Man's Sky. I mean, oh, that no was Man's another Sky. No Man's Sky. one that was released with a lot of high expectation that it took them about the same sort of time to fix it really so 
Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's there, there's still um, hope, I guess. <laughs> uh, but I mean, some of the more notable ones here would probably be Psychonauts yep. 2 is coming out uh, August 25th, so fairly soon. Um, Hades, which is, you know, won a ton of awards, was the game of the year on the Game Awards, um, is going on Game Pass on August 13th. Which is, you know, definitely one to check out. You got Party Animals, uh, which is basically that, like um, Gang um, Beast or yeah. um, that other game we were yeah. all playing lockdown. Yeah. It's basically it's like Gang Beast, but gang with base, like basically. fuzzy, fuzzy just... animal characters. Yeah. It looks it, it looks exactly the same, pretty much, other than like the, the whole mechanics and how the characters move and stuff like that it's just with like you yeah. know little furry um, tigers we also had stuff, microsoft you know? flight similar simulator <laughs> finally coming to consoles along with top gun maverick um which is going to obviously time with the film uh we had atomic heart which is really exciting to see uh but nobody knows exactly what it's about um <laughs> and the ascent i'm excited for as well um, which is a, and, uh, a twin six shooter so I'm, the ascent which yeah looks really really cool actually so and then can you play a yes, single we'll play player a that i thought so. that was a co-op we'll find out soon enough because that's out on july 29th mm-hmm. and for kim next year you got slime rancher too yeah <laughs> i haven't even played slime rancher one <laughs> so I probably could get to that soon. And um, I think another one of note is that, although it was just a cinematic trailer, people who liked, uh, I mean, A Plague's Tale Innocence got a lot of um, acclaim. So Rakim is coming out in, which is the sequel, uh, and that's coming out in 2022. So I'm guessing we're going to hear more later on. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I guess the only other thing is uh, Among Us had an update where they're going to have 15-player lobbies uh, on June 15th. And yeah, Grounded also got an update. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, moving on, we have. Uh, do you still want to do this or do you want to change it to tomorrow? Okay, that's fine. It's getting a bit late. <laughs> okay, okay, I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, and then following that, I mean, we have Square Enix, which I think was a bit weird overall as a showcase. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kicked off, uh... Uh, Square Enix was a bit of a surprising show. I mean, obviously, there's some games that we didn't even realize were coming out, such as, like, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we were so caught up in the fact that there's a Suicide Mm -hmm. um, Squad game coming out, there's a new Batman game coming out, that uh, they sort of snuck this one past us, and from the start you kind of were worried this was going to be another case of like Marvel's Avengers again but this one actually seems to just be you know a pretty standard action adventure game so um, and it's also interesting they're basing it more on the comics than the films so um... yeah I mean but at the same time I you know I actually think it'll be It'll be pretty fun to play because it has that whole narrative story driven sort of thing where, you know, the, the things you choose to say or the actions you choose will have its consequences. I mean, I'm always interested in that, especially, you know, when you think about <laughs> what what consequences it could have on the other characters and how much it could affect the the situation. Right. Um, 
it really depends on how they're going to execute that to see whether the consequences are really consequences. Um, then we have Babylon's Fall, uh, which is still it's still in the beta stages at the moment, but uh, it was a pretty lengthy interview we got with that as well. So, um, but um, that was kind of overshadowed by the fact that uh, Life is Strange is getting a remastered collection. Life is Strange, of course, being like one of our favorite games of all time. Um, the sequels. Not so much. Uh, but uh, True Colors is going to be out on <laughs> September 10th, uh, which is also going to be really exciting as well because this time it's going to follow um, a character who is able to look at people's auras. This is going to be her special ability, so I'm very interested to see this. And especially because I don't think we've had any games with like empath characters. So it's going to be kind of an interesting sort of twist, but we're still playing yeah. the last one at the moment. So, but um... <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, like, life is strange. I think for for true colors, I think what what makes it really great is um, not only is it the aura element, but that we kind of go back a little bit to the roots because I think one of the main issues that we had with Life is Strange Two was really that it was following two people and going running across the country and escaping type of thing um and there was a lot of really low moments uh whereas i think life is strange itself was really great because you were able to use your powers and be able to solve a mystery which is essentially what life is strange true colors is is that you're still trying to solve a mystery um, where the character's trying to figure out the truth bef- behind her brother's death. And I think when you bring those things back to kind of what made Life is Strange great, then this one definitely feels like it could be it could be a winning situation, definitely. Um, I'm, at least I'm really hoping that it will be. Um, uh, you know, take a bit of, you know, what worked in Life is Strange 2 in terms of the consequences of your actions, and then you put it into what was great in number one and then maybe if you were able they are they're able to find a balance between the two uh because now it's not don't not who's doing it it's deck nine so we're going to, to see how they're going to approach this um yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so um but that was about it really for for that showcase i don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to really talk about there Well, I mean, we need to go really quickly. There were some remasters, so um, Final Fantasy is getting a Pixel remaster, which is going to be available on PC and Steam, which is essentially a remaster of Final Fantasy 1-6, to and Legend of Mana is also getting a remaster. There were a lot of um, announcements for mobile games, um, Hitman Sniper, Near Reincarnation, which is going to be the first time that it's on mobile. Um, and Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, is also going to be um, showing up sometime in 2021 on mobile. Not sure what that game is about. Uh, and there was also a spinoff with uh, Fan- Final Fantasy uh, with Team Ninja on a very action-heavy type of game, and that's going to be Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy <laughs> Origin. Why do names have to be so long? <laughs> and um, yeah, so if you want to check that out, there's a trial version on PlayStation 5 right now, which is available until June 24th. I don't know if our show is going to go up before then, but if it is, then you can check it out. And I think that's about it for Square Enix, um, pretty much. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, that brings on to our last yeah. uh, two days of conference because we had a lot of conferences between that, but they were nothing really sort of in our sort of field. I mean, I don't know if you like tech conferences, but you can obviously go back and look what's the Razer conference and watch a bunch of people just like get really excited about the specifics yeah. of laptops and things. It's like. <laughs> yeah and and like we mentioned at the beginning is that you know day two also had um pc gaming show and future games show which is a bit heavy in content but um also one that we're not covering on this but um i'll do a recap for it so. which you can find be a recap game blog <laughs> at wordpress.com so go check it out out our uh stuff over there we've got reviews we've got our archive of episodes we've got all sorts of good stuff over there um yeah yeah so you know day three and day four basically the two biggest highlights was capcom nintendo direct and um bandai namco <laughs> but bandai namco is super quick to go through because they only did bandai one game namco was just um, a pain in the ass to try so and find because Every time I thought, oh, I'm watching the Bandai Namco stream, it's all ended up with just a bunch of gibbering loons from some other channel, like going on about stuff and making like really poor attempts at streamer humor. Uh, and I was like, just get to the conference already. Yeah. I don't need to see you. If we're not at the conference, don't be on my screen right now. And it's, it was more frustrating the fact that YouTube just like completely crashed out. Every time I tried to like switch onto like onto like one of the streams, so um, not a fun time at Bandai Namco. <laughs> yeah, but Bandai Namco's main focus is um, the next uh, chapter of well, the next chapter, I guess, next episode of the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes. Uh, if I remember, House of Ashes was talked about I think it's somewhere else, Tisdale. but I can't remember where anymore. Um, at a previous and another conference. Uh, but you know, House of Ashes is one that I think is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I haven't been really, you know, I know the general stories of Dark Picture Anthology, Madame Madan, Little Hope. You know, I've kind of seen it about. But I haven't actually played them yet. But House of Ashes, I think, is the first I think one. I what we I'm need to do. We need to go back. Super excited for, because so. I mean, it's because it, it has like you know creature feature elements to it, and um, I'm a big fan of that. So I'm having like real strong memory of Until Dawn, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is gonna be a real winner. Um, so yeah, no, but I'm gonna try to find some time and play Man of a Den, you know. Maybe we'll cover it on Game Warp for all I know. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, no, House of Ashes definitely looks really, really good. Um, if you check out the Bandai Namco, it's going to be a little hard to just find that interview that they had with the developer. But it is like a, a decent chunk as they go back and they talk about... Um, they talk about, you know, the whole uh, creating and what's different from the previous episodes and all that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, everybody seems really excited about Ashley Tisdale being involved in it. So You've just done so yeah. much since High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, that's a, that, I guess the crowd I mean, this is, is playing this. This, this is, is a sign of just getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like when High School Musicals are cultural touchstone. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, that's what I think I've just, I've just turned into Murtaugh from uh, Lethal Weapon. 
just like it's just like ugh, just <laughs> give me something familiar i don't don't need all this fancy nonsense so um <laughs> yeah so let's going on to an actual well actual i wouldn't call Capcom yeah, it was more an just uh, it was, an it was more a recruitment drive um um, it's the best way to describe the Capcom conference. Yes, we had some <laughs> games. We obviously had the Resident Evil Village updates. We're producer uh, Toshiyoshi Okana. Oh, that was that was so lame. I'm sorry. I I hate to be so harsh, but that was so lame. It was it was something that they could have just announced on like social media instead of doing a you know a pin a a a, a, a PowerPoint slide that was like oh hey you know what. Popular demand. We're going to. We're working on. Uh, we just started working on developing so. DLCs for Resident Evil Village. Um. <laughs> so stupid. And then, and then, and then on top of that, I mean, if you're really interested, there's like you know, Reverse, which is coming out soon. Finally, after you've purchased your game since May, it's finally coming out in I don't know what July or something like that, or soon. I don't remember when. I think it's July. Yeah. It's uh finally we they they're still determined to get a deathmatch yeah. mode out of Resident Evil. Um, you'll be able to play as both both uh, bioweapons and your favorite heroes from the game. And every time they try and do this, it never works. So, I mean, we had a it's like when they try to do battle royale with Fallout. It I just, don't know. It doesn't seem to really work for myself, but you know. I don't know it seems like it seems like resident evil is really really trying to get multiplayer to be a thing and the only multiplayer that's happening right now is probably their dead by daylight dlc because they got some really good characters <laughs> like <laughs> behavior got some really good characters <laughs> like licensed to them so i don't know i mean it's gonna be hard because resident evil resistance pretty much had like what a month or a few months maybe max of of it working and then a lot of people playing and then everybody eventually fell back to you know dead by daylight or something so i don't know how reverse is gonna be but i mean if you bought the game you got reverse with it so i'm i'm guessing there's gonna be people who will try it just to you know test out the the big you know put some value to the big bucks that they they they, they put out for the for the for resident evil village right but yeah, um, that's that that that's about it. And then there's uh, Monster yep. Hunter Stories. Uh, this 2, is a follow Rings up to the Ruin. 2017 Nintendo 3DS game. It's kind of uh, Monster Hunter Pokemon. You uh, get that's the best way to describe this because the Monster <laughs> Hunter games are basically you and your friends um, go harassing monsters and and maiming them to to get upgrades for your weapons, and that's that's the big thing with Monster Hunter. But this one you ride around on monsters and you're going to be looking uh you basically have this um symbiotic relationship where basically you're going to not only be able to ride your monster but you fight alongside your your monster as well and yeah it looks looks good it's obviously got the rpg fight elements in there and uh the game itself sees all the raffos disappearing from the world and you playing as the grandchild of a famous monster hunter called red who receives a mysterious egg which hatches a flightless Raphaelos with razor hands instead of rings and providing in turn a new mystery to unravel so um it looks exciting um so if you're a fan of the original game on the 3ds and certainly this would be one to add on to your watch pile straight away 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, sounds sounds fun. <laughs> what can I say? Um, next up is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is coming out on July twenty seventh. Let me say, I'm very excited. I'm a big Ace Attorney fan, so super excited. I just think it's what? a bit of a you rip think off Herlock of Sherlock Holmes? Holmes so. <laughs> you didn't think that was a subtle enough homage? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, I really love the tone of Ace Attorney, and it's been so long, right? Because you're like when they got the 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 last few games, um, it just it was so hard to find the games in general. So it it's so you know, it's been so long since I played a new Ace Attorney game since probably the Miles Edgeworth game back in I don't know twenty ten or something like that. I can't even remember anymore. But, um, but it was yeah, a this while is going to bring together two games that were only previously available so, in Japan. Uh, as you're going to play as Phoenix Wright's ancestor in um, 18th century London. Um, which, I don't know, is exciting for you folks who've got these romantic ideas of what London is. Um, and you team up, as I said, with the <laughs> non Sherlock Holmes clone, Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> Um, which will also throw in two new features. <laughs> We've got the dance of deduction where he makes a bunch of wild claims and you've got to basically whittle it down to get the correct assumptions. And you're also going to have a uh, summonation examination yeah. where you're going to have to swing various jury members in your favor and weed out the contradicting stories. But this one's heading to PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Steam. Yeah. Um, Yay. I thought you would be. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean, the most exciting thing of the conference probably is the great Ace Attorney Chronicles for me, which is so sad. Because um, these games are so hard to find. Like, even like even when you talk about, like, the movie, it's so hard to find here. Because mm. all of these things are all in Japan. And they the movie's take good. a million years to get to Mike, America. Who is probably the last person you'd expect to direct a... Yeah, <laughs> an Ace Attorney movie, but then again, <laughs> Takashi movies the last director you assume, you assume to direct anything. But he is awesome. Pretty um, much. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, with that great news ends Capcom, <laughs> and we go into the last conference that we're covering uh, tonight, and that's going to be Nintendo Direct. Which I'm going to say that you're going to be much more experienced because my last experience with Nintendo was the DS. Nintendo, so, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo's uh, direct conference is always an interesting one. Especially because you're dealing with a conference which has been overdubbed. And at the same time, the fact that the two people presenting the conference haven't quite been briefed on what's making the click sound. So um, we had not only a click, but we also saw a point. I think we saw the old gun finger at one point. So uh, needless to say, a lot of exciting <laughs> announcements here. Uh, right off the bat, we had Mario Party Superstars, which sees them once again tapping into the nostalgia dollar. Um, as they're going to remaster five classic boards from the Super Parrot... Super Ah, from the multi franchise, as well as 100 classic mini games. Better still, you don't have to have friends at home with you. You can play this with strangers on the internet. So you can sit at home and play um, in your basement and with people around the world, and it still counts as socializing. So that's great. And 
I love that as well the fact that they're saying you can save your game partway through. So if you want to go off and make a snack, as they recommend, you can pause the game and then come back to it. Which is um, which is great. Um, I mean, I'm always excited as well when they remaster old titles because the scalper market for Nintendo is just insane at the moment and nothing's going down in price. It's all just being grossly inflated. So the fact that you're having titles being remastered from the Nintendo catalog. We saw it recently with uh, Super Mario World um, and uh, Bowser's Fury. And uh, now we're obviously seeing these Mario Party maps being remastered as well. It's just uh, it's, it's a really great title. So that one will be out in October 29th, so in time for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, Halloween fun. You can play Boo. Oh, oh, make it all. Uh, That's all my match my wife. The... Uh, whenever we like play Mario Kart, she has to. Um, she always has to be King Boo. And then she, if she gets like the the ghost power up, she won't okay. ever use it. So you just see her driving around as King Boo with holding this tiny ghost, and it's sort of like you you know you're supposed to use these things, but yeah, that's her character of choice. My mother-in-law is a Donkey Kong fan, so. Everyone's always got their favourite. It's just like... Everybody's got their and own. And I think that's uh, the thing own, with these games. They're so accessible. Um, even if you're not yeah. a gamer. The fact that that uh, everyone can have their favourites yeah. and still everyone can have a great time with it. So, um. Yeah. Mine is Yoshi. My go-to is cool. always Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh next up is yep. metroid dread which is coming out in october 8th oh, yeah. nintendo really uh, it's good to actually have these, something uh, to play rather than a bunch pieces. of things to look forward to because it's uh, until this conference yeah. it felt very much like i think it was the year that like it chapter two was like out and it was all like every month you had another big film coming out and it felt very much the same with the schedule here a lot of stuff for next year so it's good that you can you can kill your time on your switch the same way that you probably killed uh time during the lockdown on your switch so uh but yeah metro dread first 2d metroid <laughs> game in 19 years um and they may still be working on metro prime 4 so it's good the fact that they're tapping into that that same sort of vibe as uh, sonic heroes um and you're also gonna have a couple of new amiibos for this as well with both samus and eb who's the new robot character we see stalking samus in the trailer but um yeah it looks fun cool um for arcade yeah. racing fans we've got cruise and blast which is out <laughs> in the fall um this is a uh it's, it's essentially a re-release of the arcade cabinet version uh, that came out in january and it's uh that was that's how it came out in january 2017 it's been out that long um which again was just the first cruising title since 2007's wii game cruise in um so yeah it's again it's a fun little arcade racer um and then we have Wario where get it together mm. on September 10th which is finally a sequel to the old uh, Wario World game on the the Wii but this time you get to play with someone rather than just playing with yourself if you like mini games it's good i 
never really got into <laughs> WarioWare, but you know, it's got its fans. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, the next thing is uh, Danganronpa Decadence, which is uh, pretty much great if you're trying to catch up with Danganronpa on Nintendo Switch, which is great because, I mean, one Danganronpa game is 50 hours or so. So, you know, you got 150 hour worth of gaming here <laughs> in one collection. Um, but, I mean, Danganronpa is really fun in the sense that, you know, it's uh, you're playing as a group of students which are, you know, forced to kill each other. That is the actual plot. Teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that is. And it, you know, and, it, and surprisingly, it does work. Um, it is very visual novel and a ton of reading. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I've only started the first one and I think I got into a few hours of it. So <laughs> I'm not really a judge of how great these games are, uh, overall, but I, I think yeah, I'm the excited bit to play it. Playing, it's, um, it's another one that I've never really got around to playing. I've watched the anime, so I've got an idea of what, uh, the actual concept is where you basically, the students are forced to kill each other and then they every time a student dies they have to hold a trial to to figure out which of one of them committed the murder um so yeah it's gonna be interesting in that respect yeah. uh we also saw the return of fatal frame with maiden of blackwater uh which will see you battle more ghosts using your camera um fatal frame real classics of the game there so it's nice to see a new title coming out for the switch for that one as well um yeah, it's just it's just a little bit crazy because Fatal Frame is 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 really very Nintendo exclusive. It's it's I don't think it's been ported to many other you know consoles and stuff. I don't remember. Maybe PlayStation where, had like where one. I played all the Fatal Frame games. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> I think Fatal Frame three or um, maybe Fatal Frame two. And then if you're a Zelda fan, yeah. it's just absolute gangbusters for the next year and a bit. It's just nothing but Zelda, as far as the eye can see, <laughs> as far as Nintendo are concerned. Because we're going to remaster Skyward Sword, and uh, you also have the Game & Watch, which is going to have the first three Zelda games, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2, Eventual Link, and the Game Boy version of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, and we also got our first look at Breath of the Wild 2, uh, which is going to be out next year. But uh, at the moment, we've just got some basic footage of the game and we got no real sort of details of that but uh yeah needless to say the internet exploded with excitement as soon as they saw that so yeah <laughs> definitely I'm, I'm sure they did i mean if i was a super smash bros ultimate player because uh, you know as i said i don't have a nintendo switch so <laughs> um I would be excited about Kazuya. They're just not. They're just not caring who they put in this game Tekken anymore. It's like all <laughs> logic is out the window. It's all like Kazuya is like yeah. the least likely character I would have thought would ever be in a Smash Brothers game, but here he is. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I really do like the character from Tekken. Like, this is one of my favorite characters in Tekken, I think. So it, it would really, like, um, which reminds me, which, which, you know, seeing this kind of made me want to play Tekken all over again. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I haven't played the last Tekken yet. Maybe I should go do that. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, you know, to, to wrap things up, uh, Nintendo also talked about, you know, the yep. Life is Strange trilogy that we mentioned uh, about uh, b b before. 
as well as True Color, the trilogy, which is coming out on September 10th. So pretty much they have they're launching the same day on Switch. Um, Super Monkey Ball Mania is going to be released on October 5th. We have Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp on December 3rd. And then there are two Hyrule Warriors DLC. Age of Calamity is on June 18th, which is fairly soon or probably already released by the time this comes out. And uh, Pulse of the Ancients, which is coming out in November. And I think that pretty much wraps yeah. up all of the our only thing we didn't mention for, was obviously the Capcom uh, Street Fighter tournament. Yeah. So if you are excited about um, Street Fighter tournament or if you've been like honing your skills where you've been spending all your time in your basement this last year, um, you can go and uh, enter into one of the tournaments uh, for that. So otherwise, it was just a really good time to go and, like put the kettle on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's been a pretty long, <laughs> long show so far. But I mean, final thoughts on E3. Oh, God, like, what's game. the game? Maybe if you had to choose one game that you were super anticipating. It's so you, hard to just like, pick one. I mean, I was very surprised with like. Oh, you can, you can list a few if you want. But I don't uh, know, in terms in of like <laughs> Nintendo, one, I'm very excited for the Super Mario Party. Um, it's good to have another another Super Mario Party game on on the way there. Um, into I think a lot of my excitement is really obviously with the Xbox Bethesda sort of showcase. There's a couple of uh, games in there that I was really mm. sort of excited for, which I've lost the fucking names for now. Um, now it's all crashed out. Of course it fucking is. But, uh... I, I, as I say, is this a problem when you, you're faced with all this this thing just to pick, like, the those one and two? Um, I think Somerville is, yeah. like, one of my, the one I'm really... I was surprisingly really excited for. I think, out of all of them, I think that and The Ascent um, yeah. are the ones that really stood out for me. And, and Atomic Heart, obviously, as well. Um, so it's weird that it's like you have like the big titles okay. like being announced for these consoles, but it's these smaller sort of like pretty low indie titles that have been the ones that really sort of really caught my attention. As I said it's like Atomic Heart and um, Ascent that that really sort of held my interest, and I think it doesn't help the fact that you've got so many games that are coming out and it sort of like feel very sort of similar to each other, but it's obviously reskinned. But um, what about yourself, Kim? Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely. Oh, yeah. uh, Life is Strange True Colors was really good. Um, yeah. Somerville, for sure. Um, and 12 Minutes, probably, would be my top picks. Uh, yeah. I, I would say, like, off the top of my head, definitely. But, um, you know, like previous years, we're going to be doing a top 10. Of our favorite, yeah. you know, our, the, the ones that at least we like the most out of AAA and indie games. So you can definitely look out for that on our blog, uh, gamewarpblog.wordpress.com. Yeah. Um, and that brings us into tonight's show. 
Thank you as always for listening. If you haven't done already, please do hit the like and subscribe button wherever you happen to be listening to us. You can follow us on Facebook, and we're also on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, as Kim said already, you can check out our blog, which is gamewarblog.wordpress.com, which has got our full archive of episodes, as well as our reviews and other fun pieces there as well. Um, but until uh, next time, thank you as always for listening, and we will be back soon with uh, more video game goodness. But until then, good night. Thank you.